0: Well, good morning, everybody. It is wonderful to be here with you this morning. Um, While it's my heart's desire that we would be in the same space and in the same place, um, I'm glad that we can still be meeting through um, digital technology. And I'm also very glad that we have people online that might be distant, might be a little bit away in different states or towns or countries even, and so it's wonderful to be here with you all um, this morning. My name's Scott. I'm one of the pastors here at Pine Rivers Vineyard, and it is my joy uh, to bring today's word to you. And as we begin that, let's just pray together. Jesus, we are thankful for who you are, and we're thankful that you are still moving today that you are powerfully moving, despite all the, the chaos that is around us and where we might feel like it's all turmoil, that you are still King. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I thank you, Jesus, that you call us your friend, that you have welcomed us into relationship with the Father. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us even now, even as we're meeting right now in all our different homes and places and countries and states, you are with us and you're moving on us, showing us God's love. So we welcome you now to, um, as we bring the word and as we look to the, to the Bible for what you want to teach us today. We welcome you to do all you want to do in our lives in your mighty name. Amen. Well, last week we uh, spent some time, the Christian calendar is the celebration of Pentecost last week. For those who may not know what Pentecost is, it's a celebration, a Jewish feast actually, that happens 50 days after the Passover. For Christians, Jesus was crucified around the time of Passover, and Pentecost is the time when the Holy Spirit was poured out on a group of disciples, roughly that 50 days after the Passover feast. And last week, Kirk did a great job uh, you to jump online if you haven't looked at that message you did a fantastic job of talking through print Pentecost but this morning we're going to spend a little bit of time just going through a little bit deeper into that time period in Acts 1 and 2 where the disciples have um, been meeting with Jesus and he hasn't risen yet through to when they he had risen and the Holy Spirit was poured out and what does that mean to have a spirit-filled life um, after that happened for the disciples So we find ourselves in Acts chapter 1 and 2 with a a lot of people, a lot in Jerusalem because of the Pentecost, because of the celebration. It is a celebration where the first fruits of people's labor was brought to Jerusalem, to the temple. So there's people coming from all different nations, all different areas. And whilst they have a Jewish culture, they also speak very different languages because they're living in different communities. And so they've gathered in Jerusalem together to celebrate um, Pentecost together. For the disciples, this was a time of massive transition for them, really big transition. They have just seen their Messiah, their chosen one, the one that was promised by God that would come and restore to Israel the kingdom. They have seen him crucified. All the promises that they thought might come true where he would return the kingdom to Israel, that Rome would be overthrown, their oppressors would be overthrown, and he would return the kingdom has, in their eyes, been shot. He's he's dead. He died. And then... After that happened, three days later, he rises again. So they're back in this transition time again of what does it mean now? What, what's going to happen? And man, oh man, for the Romans, they're really going to get it. If he can conquer death, what, then nothing's going to stand in his way. And man, the Pharisees, they are really in for it. The ones that crucified Jesus then as they're in this time of transition and this turmoil and this unrest, they find themselves asking questions around, we've had this way of life, this way of doing things and now what, what does this mean as Jesus is talking with them after he's risen and, and 40 days of hanging out with them and then 10 days of waiting for the Holy Spirit to be poured out on them, they find themselves, you know, lots of questions, what's going to happen now, um, what stays what, in this way of living that we've had for so long? What stays? What goes? What should go? What, what shouldn't we do anymore as a result of this new life, this new way of living? Do we live the same? Can we live the same? Do we go back to our old ways of living? Some of the disciples even tried that. They went back to their old ways, went fishing and things like that, things they used to do in their life before this massive upheaval happened. And what does this all of us mean now that Jesus has gone and we're waiting for the Holy Spirit? Their lives were in like complete reboot. You know when your computer gets to that stage where everything, it's just got so much loaded on it, so much is open, you've opened so many programs, the computer just says no no i'm not i'm done it just crashes and you have to hit and hold down ict help desk 101 hold down and restart your computer reboot and that's what's going on for the disciples they're in a period of reboot in this time of great um transition and turmoil we know that feeling ourselves i think we know through this time that we've been living through the COVID season where it has been it feels like we're in now a time of complete reboot what was may not be what is might not be going forward we're asking similar questions that the disciples would have been asking now their situation i I don't want to you know king of kings jesus christ changes history all of human history forever i don't want to minimize that but there's still things that we can learn from the disciples as they navigated this this new way of living that we also can learn ourselves as we um, look at what it means to live a spirit-filled life. We have been like the disciples. We've been forced into long periods of isolation. They hid. They were really scared for their lives after Jesus died. They weren't sure if they were next because often in what was seen as rebellions happened, the followers were also next to be crucified. So they were in long periods of isolation themselves, wondering what was going to happen for them. We've been in that place too. We've had a lot more time to think about life, to think about what really matters and whether maybe that's not always we've had more time but we've definitely had more mental capacity or sometimes emotional capacity to reflect on life we haven't had those normal things like kids sports or activities to go to on a regular basis we haven't had our social groups that we can attend anymore we haven't been able to meet together here in this church for a long period of time many of you are working from home now you have to you, your situation has meant that you are in high risk categories and you've needed to stay home to look after your health massive transition we've had no movies no more movie cinemas we've had no more shopping no more instant gratification through shopping and we've had I'm really, really looking forward to Thursday, as we begin the AFL season again, but for a long period of time we've had no sports to watch either, they've been in complete shutdown. Life has been completely stripped back for all of us, but for those young adults out there, you've still had your Netflix, you've still had your Stan, your Disney and the like, so I guess you're probably thankful for a lot of those. But now we find ourselves moving into new territory again. We've gone through a lot of the turmoil, but now the government is beginning to announce that we can actually go back into and begin to restart, to kickstart or to reboot our life again. Now we are about to enter into a, well, a new society. It's a complete societal change worldwide on the basis of what COVID has done. What will our new rhythms of life be? Will life be the same for us? What does work look like? And how do we treat those poor people, I feel for you, who have allergies like they're not (laughs) COVID-plagued? That's something we're going to have to navigate as we go forward. I feel for you, those of you who have allergies and are watching today. But in all seriousness, what do we hold on to moving forward? What do we let go of? And what do we allow God to instigate in our lives that will be things that we may not have considered before or done before because of how life operated that are now opportunities and new ways that we can can live and operate and work alongside Him in? We could allow life just to go slowly back into a rhythm, just to go with the flow as such, wait for announcements to happen. And then once they do happen, we could just wait for COVID measures to apply and go back into our daily routine. We could look at this time as just a glitch in the human timeline, ignore it as much as possible, maybe even deny that some of it happened, and quickly move back into the patterns of filling our lives with what we did before. Well, that would be the path of least resistance if we wanted to do that. Or we could look at the book of Acts. And specifically Acts chapter 1 and 2, I want to encourage you to go away and reflect on today. I'm not going to put up one passage. I want to look at it kind of in the story that's going on, in the backstory, and encourage you to go away and read chapters 1 and 2 and and look at your own life and allow God to really talk to you about what is happening in your life as we begin to reboot, to kickstart our lives again, and what He wants us to be doing as we move forward as we look at, to begin transitioning let's look at what happened to the disciples through Acts chapter 1 and 2 and how we might learn in how they engaged with God and engaged with Jesus engaged with the Holy Spirit in a spirit-filled life how they did that and how we can learn what we could also do as well and allow the Bible to lead and guide us quickly i want to give you two areas to focus on and i believe that the holy spirit is inviting us into today as we walk out this transition back to a very different society and the first one is that we would seek god that we would seek god acts chapter 1 verse 14 says they all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and mary the mother of jesus and with his brothers Despite all the disciples were going through, this weird, uneasy, disruptive event, it tells us that the disciples prayed. They communicated with God. Their lives had been so impacted by God and by Jesus, they could never, ever be the same again. And so they, they engaged with God, and not knowing what to do. They did what they could do and what they knew to do, and that was to seek him, to try and find him we can relate to, can't we? Things are not filling our life at the moment, And um, and we have now an opportunity where we can really seek God for what He wants to have happen in our lives. And prayer is one of those key areas that allows us to talk to God and allows Him to talk back to us because we position ourselves where we can hear from Him. Now, some of you may be saying, but I'm not a prayer. I don't know how to pray. I've never done it before. I'm barely even thinking about God a lot of the time. And I want to say to you today, that's okay because... Jesus is seeking you he's chasing after you his death and his resurrection on the cross was so that you might have a fullness of life you might be in the place where you you are wondering what life is about as a result of this season you've had opportunity to think about that to, you've had opportunity to slow down and to look at creation in a very different way you're seeing the intricacies of creation and how beautiful it is and um, wondering where did this all come from what was it about Well, I'm telling you, God, that's a gift from God to you. That was a gift from God. And he is calling to you and reaching to you. That is just one area, but in many other areas. And if you don't think you're a prayer, I want to say to you, you more than likely are. Because if you've ever uttered these two words, Oh God, even Oh God, help. You are a prayer. You've communicated with God. And He is there ready and willing and waiting for you and wants to meet with you today. This is not about a set of rules he wants you to follow. It is about a life filled with wonder, joy, peace, patience, hope, faith, everything it was meant to be at the beginning. Jesus reset it all and said, It's possible. Follow me and I'll show you how to do it. So seek God. God is still on the move and he is inviting us to meet with him. The other area I want to encourage you all in today um, and from Acts chapter 2 is in the area that people really do matter. People matter. A colleague of mine on Monday was asked, how was your weekend? And they replied, well, I was human again. I went and met with people for the first time in a long time. It was good to be human. And it made me think and it made me reflect, it really caught my attention this is this reboot this reset this new transition is giving us opportunity and what is happening is many of the core parts of who we were created to be are getting an opportunity to come to the surface where we might normally normally scratch the surface particularly if we think about human relationships where we kind of talk how are you going yeah I'm good um, we, we've gone into this period where we haven't been able to connect with people and there's this deep longing that starts to rise in each one of us not always sure what it is we we get on zoom meetings and things and we 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 see each other through digital channels but it just doesn't feel right it's great and it and it it feels good to see people but we come away from it going man I'm missing something here There's there's something more about this and what is happening is who we were created to be is rising to the surface that it's about relationship and connection God created each and every one of us to be in relationship with him firstly, but also with each other on the horizontal. We were made for each other as well as for him and to be in relationship with each other. One of the greatest mysteries I have around this is that as we seek God and he pours his love into us, what we find and what we see in, in Acts chapter 2 is that 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 this overflow of of love for other people without even meaning it to happen sometimes it comes out of us. We uh, we, we get to um, love each other and to, to express God's love in ways that we never thought possible. For the disciples, as the Holy Spirit's being poured out and they're into this new way of living, this new life, and they're seeking God for how to live, we find that you would, you would almost think that they would go into their shell, begin to plan, begin to buy buildings, cast vision, all of those kind of things might happen for the disciples. And yet what we see happen is, as as the Holy Spirit is poured out and they're trying to figure this new way of living out, what ends up happening is the overflow of God in their life causes them to speak in languages that are not their own. And remember we talked about Pentecost and everybody gathering there together. And what ends up happening in Pentecost is, uh, at Pentecost with all these nations, is all these, the glories and wonders of God get spoken by the disciples as God pours himself into them. They then pour him out onto other people. and they speak the wonders of God to these people in languages that they would understand. And many had come to know God and know God's love for them on that day. Acts 2 goes on to tell us that they then all met together on a consistent basis and provided for each other, loved for each other and cared for each other. I wish we had more time to explore this area of human relationship, but we don't today. We just don't. It's a big topic, but I want to encourage you to seek God today, and also to think about as you look at resetting and rebooting your life. Look at your relationships with other people. God is on the move. He wants to know you to know Him deeply, personally, intimately. And as He does that, you're going to find that your love for other people is going to grow and expand. Be really purposeful today about seeking God in your life and loving other people. And as we begin this reboot, seek God for your life in what stays what goes what he wants you to hold on to as you move forward he is moving and he's moving powerfully I want to bless you all today as you live out your life may you know God's love may you love on other people and in Jesus name have a great day we bless you and thank you for joining us today